This is the Employment Law Show. And it is that time to get into it on a Wednesday evening. We are back once again. Employment Law Show, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four times a week. You got it here, plus Saturday. I should mention that as well. And uh, lines are always open. The whole point of this show is to educate you further with your employment law rights. How do you do that? It's really simple, right? You call. Make a quick phone call. Get some education. Learn something. 416-870-6400 is the way you want to do that. Uh, The email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the website we always go to as well. And uh, anytime you want to use that, there's the severance pay calculator rolled into the uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca website. It's a good one. It's free. It's anonymous. And on the show tonight, we're going to get to major mistakes that individuals make that compromise their legal rights. How about that? But first, we get to the case of the day. Leora, how are you, my friend? Kind of a, an employment law geek is what you can call me <laughs> uh, because this type of stuff is what I enjoy. So I want to solve some problems this evening. I want you to call us right now with your questions. Let's talk about the workplace difficulties that you may be dealing with. Maybe it's a bad boss. Maybe it's a bad performance review. Maybe it's a situation where you're you're thinking there's a meeting on Friday. You think you're going to lose your job. What does that mean? Can that even happen? What are you owed? Whatever the workplace issue, there's no bad questions. There's only answers and solutions. And guess what? There's also really, really good employment laws in this province. A lot of people don't believe that, but that's because they don't know what the law uh, is. Well, I do, and I'm going to tell you. So if you're dealing with some workplace issue, man, what a great opportunity you have right now to call us with this question. And, of course, you can always reach out to me off air in the office by phone or email. We'll give you that contact information if you want to connect that way. But case of the day, I always like to start off that way. Uh, John, I spoke with a, a gentleman that had worked for the same employer for 18 years. So uh, this uh, employer decided that because of COVID-19, they're going to be shutting down. They were not uh, profitable anymore, and uh, he was let go. He received about two, maybe three weeks' notice uh, of the termination of his employment, and his employer told him that uh, they're going to pay him another five or or six weeks. I think it was another five weeks' pay. And they said, given the fact that uh, we're shutting down, then we don't owe you anything else. So... uh, this was a very small business. There was only two employees. Yeah. So he contacts me and he wants to know, well, you know, is this uh, is this right? You know, I've been with the same employer, tiny little business. Uh, it used to be bigger, but now it's small for uh, for about 18 years. And what does that mean? Can I get more than this five weeks that they're offering? So this is a very common situation, John, and a common belief that somehow a company can avoid its legal obligation if it's de- if it decides to shut down. And no, it cannot. This employer has to pay him his full severance. For him, that meant as much as 20 months pay, not weeks, months. Now, the the two weeks advance notice that they gave him counts towards his uh, severance, but they still have to pay him the balance of the 20 months. So, and here's, you know, how this works. Ultimately, if a company is actually legally bankrupt, if they're in bankruptcy proceedings, and you know they owe more to their secured creditors, then unfortunately an employee is not going to get their severance, certainly not their full severance. But just because a company decides to shut down does not mean that they don't have to meet that, legal, that very important legal obligation to pay severance. So I'm going to help them. It's going to be straightforward. But I wanted to remind everyone, that's why I'm talking about this case of the day, that company struggling, company doing well, 
big company, small company, shutting down, doesn't matter. If you had a job and you're losing your job, you are owed severance. They don't, there's no discounts because of the company situation. The law applies to all employers, and severance can be as much as 24 months pay. For this guy, it was 20 months. He's been there for 18 years. So, yeah, that's what we're looking at. So, very important lesson and reminder there for everyone. Again, your questions tonight as we're uh, live here once again at 638-416-870-6400. Call us now. Ask your questions. Yeah, we've uh, how many cases or how many uh, people we talked to in that situation? Quite often it's with, like, doctor's offices. We know people that have been worked at a doctor's office being their assistant or whatever for 25, 35 years, and then, you know, the office is shutting down due to retirement or whatever, and they say, okay, here, you know, here's a – Here's a Jelly of the Month Club membership and uh, 50 bucks. Thanks for working for me for the last three decades. And they don't realize how much they're in for after 24 months severance, right? You're right. I- I've seen this many times with doctors, dentists, chiropractors, what have you, you know, if they, mm-hmm. if they retire. And, you know, good for them. They put in the time, the work, they can retire and, and hopefully, uh, you know, be very happy. But that does not relieve them of the obligation to pay severance to those employees that lose their job. And in this situation, if a doctor retires, now if they give advance notice that the employee is out of work, that notice does count towards that severance. But there may well be a lot of severance they still have to make up for. So yes, if your doctor, your employer is retiring, uh, whatever it is, if you're losing your job, ultimately, you're going to be owed severance, and that could be a significant amount. Just getting our first round of calls lined up here to get to get on air and ask some questions. 416-870-6400 is how you do that. But in the meantime, talking about this, major mistakes that individuals can make that compromise their legal rights. First one is this, and we I mean, we talked about this since day one of the show 10 years ago. That is a contact Ministry of Labor for advice. And uh, they leave it at that because they think, hey, it's the Ministry of Labor, right? So, you know... Here we even need to be a bit more specific. They contact the Ministry of Labor for advice when they lose their job because you absolutely can contact the Ministry of Labor if you have an overtime issue, if you have a back pay issue, or if you have a, a vacation pay issue. Absolutely. and in, in fact, you should, and I encourage it. But you cannot, cannot contact the Ministry of Labor, the, the, the government of Ontario, if you lose your job. The Ministry of Labor, uh, the government, can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements. Yeah. Now, those minimums are a small fraction of what you're actually owed. So you call the Ministry of Labor. You say, I've, I've lost my job after, I don't know, four years. What am I owed? They're going to tell you four weeks pay because those are your minimum entitlements. But that's wrong because your full entitlements are as much as six months, maybe eight, maybe ten months pay in that same mm-hmm. four-year example. So you cannot go to the Ministry of Labor, and that's how people compromise their rights. You know, that four uh, year guy contacts the Ministry of Labor. The Ministry of Labor says four weeks. The employer offered six weeks. So he thinks, okay, well, it's a good deal. I'm going to accept it. When in fact, he was owed six months. Surefire way to compromise, to give up your rights, to lose your rights. When it comes to losing your job, you have to speak with an employment lawyer. I've said that a million times. If you don't like me, that's okay. Contact another employment lawyer. But you absolutely have to do that. Cannot, under any circumstances, go to the Ministry of Labor. And you can also check that severance amount, severance pay calculator at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or call the or, right? 1-855-821-5900. Getting to our first call for this evening and ready for it. Ron, thanks for hanging on for a moment. What's your question? My question is that I I was in a situation where I had to leave the country to attend my ailing mother-in-law. 
and I asked for two months leave. I didn't mention the reason why I wanted two months leave, but the employer said, because I have been working only for one year with them, I am not eligible for it, and they asked me to submit my resignation, and I did. So I am out of employment, I am out of luck, because record of employment is showing that I quit. Oh man, why, 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 why? No, you should not have quit here. What you should have done is told them exactly the, the, the reason, because you're allowed under uh, law, Ontario laws to take a medical leave for what we call family care. If there's a, a sick family member that you have to care for, you're legally owed. It doesn't matter if you work there for, for three months or you work there for a year. You're allowed to take off, and, and that, that leave, I believe, could be as much as three months. So uh, well, they have to give it to you. Is employment protected? Yes, is yes, it's a job-protected leave. Oh, yeah, man. so it's a job-protected leave where they have to, have to, by law, keep your job. It's like, you know, if you take a pregnancy leave, they have to keep your job. It's the same thing with this. But because they didn't know that that's why you're taking the leave, then they really didn't do anything wrong by saying no, and you resigned. So, unfortunately, in this situation, you walked away from your job. Uh, that's why it's so important before you resign, before you do anything, you have to get some advice so that, because there was a very simple solution here, but because you've already submitted that resignation, unfortunately, Ron, there's not much that's going to be done now. Oh, no. Okay, at least it's a lesson for other viewers then. Yeah, yes, exactly. It's, it's an important yeah. lesson there. Absolutely, Ron. Thank you. Does it make any difference, uh, Lior, that he, he said that they asked for his resignation? Well, he, he, he could have absolutely said, I'm not resigning, of course, but then yeah. he can't take that leave. But he did resign in this situation, so it's not going to be much that, that he can do. Yeah. And, you know, I've said many times that you don't want to resign. Uh, you know, it was reasonable for the employer to say, listen, if you need to go, then just resign. And, you know, we'll, when you're ready to come back, call us, and if we have a job, we'll, we'll hire you. That was yeah. a reasonable thing for the employer to do when they didn't know the reason that he wanted to go off. What he should have done is simply said, you know, I need to take this leave to care for my, my mother. They're allowed, he's allowed to do that. His job would have been protected. Uh, and at that point, if they try to do anything to him, there'd be all kinds of repercussions. And with that, we'll get into a very short break here. In the meantime, giving you a chance to grab a phone just like Ron and ask your questions, clear up something you don't know, 416-870-6400. And email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue with the Wednesday night edition, the Employment Law Show. Hang on. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. It is 646. We are back at it. Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show. If you're just uh, coming around to it, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four nights a week from 630 to 7, you will catch this show. Plenty of time to tune in, ask your questions as well. After the show, before the show, whenever you want to reach out to Lior and his team, co-founding partner, by the way, Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Here's how you do it. one 855 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. The website we always push because it's free. It's anonymous. Make you smarter. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. But here and now, 416-870-6400. Got uh, Ann standing by. Good evening. Ann, how are you? 
We got in? Yes, I'm driving hands-free. Nice. Okay, well, I'm, I'm well, talking hands-free. Yeah, that's right. Hope you're not driving hands-free. That'd be kind of scary. But go ahead, Ann. What's up? <laughs> well, basically, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Leon and his, his firm. I watch the Employment Law Show um, on TV. I listen to it on the radio. And so when I was fired from a job I had been in for only six months, I thought, well, I better look at the pocket employer online. And um, I found out that I was actually owed some severance. And so I contacted your firm and I spoke with a lawyer and I had my free consultation. And she told me basically what I should do. And I put together an email and uh, sent it off to my former employer. And I was able to negotiate for myself 10 weeks of severance pay after only working six months. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it's worked out for you. And there's obviously an important lesson there that, you know, you you can't stand up for your rights. You have to understand your rights. and, And we're here to help. So I'm delighted, and that things worked out, and I really do appreciate the, the, the call and the feedback. I think the other thing that I got from, from your show and from the site is that even though they call you a contract worker, you're not always just a contract worker. And I was able to prove that I was actually an employee. Amazing. And you're, you're checking you're, all the boxes exactly, tonight, all right? Of them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, if I, Amazing. If I ever need some time off, Anne's going to be filling in for me, by the way. She can host <laughs> this show, I think, at this point. She's, she's getting clo- a budding a budding on-air personality for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Four, 416-870-6400 is the number. Jim, you are up next. Thanks for hanging on. What's your question? <clears throat> My wife passed away uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, she'd worked in the company for 40 years, and uh, they wouldn't talk to me at the company. <clears throat> I was wondering what happened to the severance pay. Sorry, did you did you quit the company or what happened? No, my wife passed away. Yes, she was with this company. Oh, oh so so you're so you're asking about severance for for your for your wife? Yeah, I just wonder what she's gone now. But I just wonder what happened to it. I mean, it seemed like they got away with got free. No, yeah, no. First of all, I'm very sorry to hear about your wife. Uh, severance is paid when a company lets an employee go, or if the company does something that makes it impossible for the employee to continue working. Unfortunately, it does not happen if an employee passes away, and that's why they're not working anymore. So there would have been no severance paid in that situation, unfortunately, Jim. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. And again, sorry to hear about uh, your wife, but appreciate the call. And anytime you feel like uh, calling back for more uh, information, another question, feel free to do so. It's uh, 416-870-6400. In between another phone call, we get them lined up. Don't you know? you still got some time. Major mistakes that individuals make that compromise their legal rights. Getting advice from sources that are not reliable, like Steve, your neighbor, or uh, someone who just got fired and they know exactly what they're talking about. Or, you know, Google Law School is always a good place to start, he says jokingly. Yeah, you know, these days when we all have smartphones and, and you know, Google is such a, such a resource and Wikipedia and whatever it is, it's so tempting to go look mm-hmm. for information online. And I get that. I do that myself. When I hear about something, I, I probably always go to Google and try to find out what the answer is very dangerous thing to do when it comes to employment law. 
there's a lot of misinformation there. And even the information that is correct, it's easy to misunderstand if you're not you know, specialized in, in this area. I have spoken with so many people, hundreds of people that over the years uh, contacted me after they, they did something, they, they found some information online, did something in reliance on it, and kind of compromised their rights. Please, please don't let that happen. If you have an employment law issue, you have to speak with an employment lawyer. Just like if you have a medical issue, you're going to speak to a doctor, right? You're not going to say, well, you know, let me find out on Google whether or not I need surgery or not, right? So you're not going to do that. The same thing with the employment law or any really legal right. So be very careful about getting your information only from the right sources. So got some time to grab another call. Greg, uh, Gregory, thank you so much for for calling in. How are you? Not so bad at all, John. I'm doing well. Excellent. What's on your mind? Yes, well, um, I just wanted to find out, um, you know, I've been working at a company for 18 years. And what actually happened, if I give you a little, a little bit of details of what happened, um, the company, um, one of the owners, he died. And then um, the, the wife, she closed the business. And um, she called me one time and told me that, um, that you know, she's going to, the lawyer's taking care of the paperwork and et cetera, et cetera. And after everything is finished, um, I would get my severance. It's been now um, seven, eight years now, nine years and nothing. I'm just wondering if I still have the right to go after her, you know, for my severance after, you know, it's been so long. I'm not too sure, you know, what um, your advice you can give me on that. So, unfortunately, uh, Gregory, you're, you're out of time. There would have been a two-year limitation period, a two-year during which you could have done something. And your situation sounds very similar to kind of my, my case of the day that I talked about uh, early in the show, even mm-hmm. though they they went under, they absolutely would have had to pay you severance. And if you've been there for eighteen years, that could have years, yeah. been you know twenty months of severance, twenty months of pay, and that would have been something very easy to get. Unfortunately, now you you've essentially uh, don't have that option anymore because it's been mm-hmm. I think you said seven or eight years. There's only a two year limitation period, so there's nothing that can be done right now, Greg. Absolutely nothing. Greg, appreciate your time and uh, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but again, a warning and, uh, you know, some some food for thought. Anybody else out there that's going to sit back and wait that two-year limitation is it's quite a quite a common thing, but a lot of people don't understand that that actually uh, gets enacted when you've uh, when you've been let go and you don't pursue your severance. Again, reaching out is always the best way to do that, one 855 821-5900 with Lior and his team when we're not uh, doing the show. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And in between calls, we get back to our, our topic for this uh, this half hour. Major mistakes individuals make that compromise their legal rights. And this one is always sticks in your craw. And that is signing employment agreements without knowing exactly what they're signing. Very much. This is kind of where I get up on my, my soapbox a bit here. <laughs> and I, I warn people, employment agreements are not your friend. Okay, an employment agreement is not something that is generally good for an employee. If you're an employee, you are far, far better not having an agreement, starting a job on a, on a handshake and a pat on the back or, you know, write something on the back of a napkin and everyone initials it much better than having a 10 page employment agreement. I know that sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that if you don't have an employment agreement, that simply means that all the employment laws that we have are there and protect you. They're available. You have the full protection of the law. What an employment agreement does, it it chips away at those rights, takes them away, okay? And oftentimes, not just takes them away, gives them to the employer. So, for example, you may sign an employment agreement that gives up your future severance. 
and five years later or whatever it is if you're let go you could end up getting five weeks pay instead of 10 months pay huge there could be terms there that allow the company to change your pay change your job change your hours a term that allows the company to put you on a temporary layoff whenever they want and other examples like that so the uh, an easy surefire and unfortunately a common way to give up your rights is to sign an employment agreement without understanding what you're signing so whether you're a new employee and you've been offered a job or you're an existing employee that the employer is asked to sign a new agreement give me a call let me see the agreement let me tell you what it means what it does oftentimes they could be easily negotiated but you need to understand what you're signing don't just sign it and hope for the best Another major mistake is this, and we had our, uh, a caller a short time ago uh, talk about this one. That is, people believe that they're an independent contractor, and they go with it. Absolutely, and this is especially true when it comes to losing your job. So I believe I'm an independent contractor. A company decides that they let me go, and, well, I guess I don't get any severance because I'm an independent contractor. Wrong. It is so common for people to be misclassified, just like the like Ann, our caller before. They, they're treated, they're told they're an independent contractor. They may even pay their taxes like an independent contractor. Nothing matters. None of that matters. If you look like an employee and you act like an employee, then you are an employee. And you have all the rights of an employee. Uh, you, overtime, vacation pay, uh, severance, you name it. So uh, definitely a clear and easy and common way to give up your rights is to assume you're an independent contractor and never bother having that examined. Let me give you a very simple way before we go. How do you find out if you're an independent contractor or an employee? Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We have a tool there that allows you to find out if you're an independent contractor or an employee. You answer a few questions, easy, free, anonymous. You find out, chances are you're actually being misclassified. And it doesn't matter if you and your boss or the owner of the company says, yeah, we both agree. I'm an independent contractor, Leo. It's okay. Don't, I'm not ruffling any feathers here. It does not matter. You cannot decide to call yourself something that you're hmm. not. The company can't decide that. If it was that simple, everyone would be an independent contractor. The law is the only one that can decide what you really are. And again, chances are you've probably been misclassified. And there you go, the Wednesday night edition. Love it. Thank you for all your phone calls. Appreciate it. If you didn't get a chance to call in, no problem. We're back tomorrow, 6.30. Save it till then. In the meantime, 1-855-821-5900 to reach, uh, reach Lee Horner and his crew. The email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And that website, again, free, anonymous. It's a beauty, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. In there, you'll find the severance pay calculator as well. We are done. Back tomorrow at 6.30 with more Employment Law Show. Thanks for joining us.